And I want you to be much in prayer for the two funerals that we'll have, that somebody will get saved. Amen. And give us the opportunity to present the gospel. And I also know that all of you know that I love the old King James Bible. And I know we all do. But uh, tonight, I want to read you a verse of Scripture. Uh, several verses. We'll be reading several verses of Scripture. But to start off with, if you'll find Colossians chapter 1, and I'll read verses 15 through 17, and then if you'll find John chapter 1 and verse 3, and I want to ask the question, what is the purpose of the Bible? Now, this, uh, you know, this, you could say there's a lot of purposes for the Bible being written, but what is the major purpose of the Bible? Colossians chapter 1, and I'll read beginning in verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He might have the preeminence. Now John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And I'd like to begin to read in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Look down at verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you will use the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit to deal with each of our hearts. Lord, convict us. Keep us straight. Lord, help us to point somebody to our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, constantly for the salvation of souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I've been accused of worshiping the Bible, and I don't worship the Bible. I worship the man of the Bible. I've said that many, many times. And what I want to talk to you about tonight is what is the purpose of the Bible. Now, Jesus Christ is a subject of the Bible. Now, we know there are many subjects in the Bible, but God's Word makes it very clear the main subject of God's Word is Jesus Christ, God's Son. Now, there are several ways Jesus and His perfections are presented in the Bible. First of all, Jesus Christ as the Creator. In the beginning, in the beginning verse of the Bible, God records the creation of the world by God. But the word God, in the beginning God, in the beginning God of Genesis, is the word Elohim, which means God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In other words, God is a three-in-one God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
Now we know that in the beginning, God is emphasizing Holy God, Jehovah. Yet, when you read the New Testament, it clearly states all things were made by Christ. Let me show you something. Colossians again, please. Uh, chapter 1 and verse 16. For by Him are all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. Now, so we know that Jesus Christ created all things. Now, this does not mean God the Father and God the Holy Spirit had no part in creation, but it does say clearly Jesus Christ was the main actor in creation of all the universe. Therefore, all the universe shows Jesus' handiwork and it's in its perfection. That's the reason I have never doubted my salvation since I got saved. You know why? If God is perfect and God saves me through Jesus Christ, then my salvation is perfect. Amen? And now that's the main subject of the Bible. The main subject is the perfectionist of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ as the ruler of the world. Think about this for just a minute. Jesus Christ as creator of the universe gives him the right to be the ruler of the universe. Now, Jesus Christ is the ruler of the universe. The devil is not the ruler of the universe. The Bible says he's the prince of the power of this earth and this air, but not of the universe. Uh, Jesus Christ is. <laughs> now, we know the Scripture gives the supreme sovereignty to God the Father. Yet, it is God's purpose that Christ should rule the world. Now, turn with me to Psalms a minute. Psalms chapter 2. Psalms chapter 2, and uh, look with me beginning in verse 8. Psalms 2 and verse 8. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen of thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Notice now in verse 9. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, they shall dash them in pieces. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. God the Father's purpose is that every tongue should confess that Christ is Lord and every knee should bow. Isaiah 45, verses 21 through 23, Romans 14 and verse 11, has to do with this. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Now turn with me to Philippians, just a minute. Uh, the book of Philippians. And I want you to read beginning in chapter 2 and uh, verse 9. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue 
should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, the, the history of men records his rebellion against God. Psalms 2, verses 1 and 2 has to do with man's a sinner and he was a sinner in the beginning. And he rebels against God. And it also reveals that Christ is awaiting the day when his full sovereignty is expressed over the entire world. Uh, Psalms 110, verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Now listen to me just a minute. That's going to happen. One of these days, Jesus is going to take his rightful place. Amen? And all the Bible record is about what happened. Man is a sinner and he goes through this world. God sends a Savior. But one of these days, Jesus is going to take his right position. And the Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy footstool. So the day is coming when Christ will be Lord of all, uh, sin will be judged, and the sovereignty of Christ will be revealed. Turn with me to Revelation 19. Revelation 19 for just a minute. And look with me please in verse uh, 15 and verse 16. Revelation 19 verse 15 and verse 16. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the wine press of the fierceness of his wrath of Almighty God. And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, folks, that's going to happen. Amen? Now, Christ's sovereignty is shown in his relationship to the church also. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. I laugh at people. They came in, as a lot of people come in and say to me sometimes, they're thinking about coming to this church, joining this church, and they say, Pastor, can we see your bylaws? You know what I do every time somebody does that? Here they are right here. The Bible. Amen? We go by the Bible. The Bible is the bylaws of the church. And by the way, uh, Brother Strong's the head of the church. Oh, no, I'm not. And neither is any other man on the face of this earth. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Amen. And I bow my knees in reverence to Him every day of my life. Somebody gets saved in the church and they'll come along and say, Brother Strong, you're the one that saved me. Oh, no, I'm not. I led you to the one who can. He does the saving. And He's the head of the church. Amen. And what we want to do as a church, a body of believers, I'm not talking about this building. I'm not talking about Brandon Fellowship Baptist Church. I'm talking about the body of believers. We, the, the head of us is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's His sovereign place. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. So Jesus Christ is sovereign over the world, over Israel, the nation Israel, and over the church, which means Jesus is a supreme judge of all men then. Jesus Christ is the incarnate Word, which means Jesus is the physical embodiment of what God is. I had a little smart young fellow I was trying to lead to Christ talking to him about being saved one time. He said, you ever seen God? I said, no. Yeah, I didn't know there is one. Well, I met him this morning when I got up. I prayed and talked to him. Amen. But that ain't, he wasn't going to believe that. 
Uh, but what I want you to see is the Word of God, which means Jesus is a physical embodiment of what God is. The Word of God, the Bible reveals what God is. His revealed power, His revealed holiness, and His revealed love. We could not never know fully those things about holy God without Jesus Christ coming and revealing the nature and the being of God. What I'm saying is John 1, 1, Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Or the expression of what God is. And through the expression of Christ Jesus, man can now come to know God in a more accurate and detailed way than any other means of divine revelation. Now watch this. Therefore, He is the number one purpose of God and that He reveal Himself to His creatures through Jesus Christ. We want to know God. You know what that means? Then you got to go with Jesus. And you know the only way you can know the Lord Jesus Christ? Somebody said I had a hundred foot Jesus. I had a woman tell me this one time. I said to him, ma'am, do you know you say, yeah. I said, how do you know? Because I had a hundred foot Jesus stood by my bed last night, and I know I'm saved. I got a thing to do. Inside that, she had some color green that had a nightmare. Ain't no hundred foot Jesus stood by her. Amen. Now, I want to give you this. I want you to think about this a minute. Did you know the only way that you can ever know Jesus is not by experience, not by the tingling of the flesh, not by jumping up and shouting and having a fit? That's not how you know Jesus. The only way that you'll ever know Jesus Christ as God intends you to know Him is through His Word. Every time I read through the Bible, I get, I get goosebumps on me. I really do. I have the hair on the back of my neck stand up sometimes. At the presence of the Lord, I get so excited just reading the Word of God and God revealing things to me that is hidden from the world. His creatures, me and you, we were sinners without God. And God saved our soul, and now He wants to reveal not only salvation, but He wants to reveal. How can you understand the love of God? How can you understand that Jesus Christ went to the cross and died for you and I without the Word of God? You can't do it. The Word is the incarnate Lord Jesus Christ. He is Christ, the Word of God. He reveals God the Father. In the work of Jesus Christ as sovereign, all through the Bible, in God's Word. Did you know I, I, like, I like the story ever since I heard it as a little boy, David in his sling, killing that big old giant. And I've thought about it a many times. And the Bible says, David says, I come to you in the name of God. My God. Amen. Do you know what? That, that giant was slain then by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know every sin that you've ever come, overcome, is by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and His shed blood. The forgiveness of your sin is through the power and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that God intended man to know about Himself is revealed to us in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Word of God tells us all about Him. You can know His love. You can know His power. You know, I like tonight, we have prayer meeting every Wednesday night, and I don't take that for granted, brother. I believe with all my soul God can reach down to each one of them wherever they're at that we pray for and touch those bodies because God is all-powerful. Amen. 
I, I believe in prayer. You know why I believe in prayer? Because I believe in an all-powerful God. And you know what? I'd have never known that unless I'd known the Lord Jesus Christ. He revealed that to me. I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. Amen? That's revealed to me. Jesus Christ is God's Savior. From the beginning of man's creation, his fall into sin, and ended up in the new heaven and new earth, all in between is the work of Jesus Christ the Savior. All through the Bible, God's Word. Uh, a man years ago I was reading behind, he said, you know how you ought to read the Bible? Read the Bible as right through the middle of it there's a crimson thread runs all the way through it. That crimson thread is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. From the beginning of Genesis to the last word in Revelation is the blood of Jesus Christ running through it. That's power. Amen? Christ is a promised seed who would conquer Satan. Genesis 3.15 Isaiah 53 John 1.29 John said, I behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. It tells us He will bear the sin of the whole world. I like that. You know why I like John 3.16 so much? Because I don't believe there's nobody out of the reach of God's saving grace. God so loved the world. I've had people come to me as a pastor and say, Pastor, would you go see this one? They give me a name and address or phone number and try to lead them to Christ. I just don't know if God can save them or not. And do you know that's the very ones I want to go see? Because I know He can. I know He has the power. I went to prison and saved a boy committed murder. I went in there and led him to Christ Jesus. I've led thieves. I've led every, every walk of life that you can name. I have led to saving faith in Christ Jesus. And I just believe with all my soul, Jesus has the power to save anybody. You know why? That's the whole theme of the Bible. The whole theme of the Bible is Jesus coming to this world to save sinners. Hebrews tells us Jesus is the sacred uh, sacrifice for sin. Now, <clears throat> what is the purpose and subject of the Bible? Number one is to know and make clear to all God's creation, including man, it is to provide salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ for a last lost and dying world. Did you know there's no salvation outside of the Lord Jesus Christ? That's the reason I listen to some of these Arabs and people that, you know, all different uh, groups and whatever you want to call them coming into our country and they're bringing their gods with them. Mohammed and all these others and they're worshiping all kind of gods. And you say, preacher, you are not to talk about them. You are not to talk about their gods like that. You listen to me, there's only one God. There's not Mohammed. And there's not all the rest of these gods they're bringing in this country. There's only one. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's God in the flesh. You're going to get saved, you're going to have to go through Him. If you go into heaven, you're going to have to go through Him. So from Genesis to Revelation, Jesus Christ is presented solely as the only Savior. Listen to this. Acts 4 verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I was telling you about that big old boy I got to lead over at my lake place to the Lord. And 
Uh, just the sweetest thing I ever seen in my life. Big old burly guy, he's about that much older than me, and uh, about as tall as Carlene. And uh, I, I laughed at him. Big old strong boy. I mean, a burly looking guy. And I was talking to him a little bit. And after talking to him, I said, "Sir, can I ask you something? If you was to die right now, do you know you'd go to heaven?" He said, "No, I wouldn't." Just like that, I know I wouldn't. I said, could I tell you how to go? And he said, I'd appreciate it if you would. And I began to go down the Romans Road and just using the Scripture, one after, just reading the Scriptures, and I looked up in his eyes and big old tears running down his face. Now let me show you, tell you what, the only reason I told you that, I can't make that big old guy do that. I can't reach him. You know what he said to me? Now preacher, you're getting to me. That's just the way he put it. He pointed his finger right at me. He said, Now, preacher, you're getting to me and be old tears running. Not me. I'm not getting to you. But the Word of God is. The Holy Spirit is. That's the reason I like to preach the Bible. And by the way, I'm not like a, like a preacher. I got to win the Lord in, in Colorado one time. I never will forget. I preached a church, looked down there, and he's down at the altar. And I went down and said, what do you come for? Said, Can I help you, sir? He said, what you said tonight is true. I'm not saved either. I need to get saved. i got to lead him to the Lord. And afterward, I said, what have you been preaching? What have you been preaching to these people? He said, I've been reading out this book. And he showed me a book. And he'd been reading about stories of the Bible. And I said, good night. That ain't the Bible. The Bible is what has the power. You know why? It's the Word It tells you about the Lord Jesus. And it makes it very plain. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Years ago, we this building was full of people. Two of my deacons come to me at that time, and they said, Pastor, we need to talk to you. I said, come on now. They come in and sit down and uh, we want to talk to you about why don't you preach out of some other version of the Bible besides the King James Bible. I said, that ain't up for uh, you know, for uh, objection. What else you got? You're not even going to listen to it? No. Not on that subject. Amen. That's settled. I said that a long time ago. And they said, where? And in a few minutes they said, well, I said, what else you got? And he said, well, we wish you would preach something else besides salvation messages all the time. I said, if you come to Sunday school, you'd learn something besides that. But I, I, I said, that ain't up for discussion. What else you got? You're not even going to listen to us? You know, I, I said, no. Well, we resign in. I said, I'll take that. Amen. And I mean it. I'm not going to change the message because there is but one message in the Bible. Jesus saves. You, you, can, you can approach it in every kind of way, but there's only one message. Jesus saves. That's what it's about. And that's to anybody. Amen. And that's the joy of it. You know, I was thinking, Brother Johnson was a preacher. You know, he met a lot of rewards. The last breath he took and in heaven that he's preached to and got saved because he was an old-time preacher. Amen. I was thinking about Marty. He's a good old boy. Me and him, just a hard old guy, really. 
but I knew he was saved and uh, played golf with him and everything else. Found out the other morning he went to be with the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Have somebody present with the Lord. There's no other thing would give me that kind of peace and the family peace at that time like knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. Then why are we wasting our time talking about... I read on a marquee of a church the other day that said... uh, uh, our sermon today is to be how to be financially successful. What's that got to do with salvation? Amen? Maybe they're going to tie more. I don't know. But it ain't got nothing to do with it. Amen? And every once in a while you say, how to have a Christian home. Now listen to me. There's nothing wrong with bringing up a Christian home. But the message is, Jesus saves. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, would you bless each one that's come tonight. And I pray, dear Lord, those that's listening on iPod and YouTube, and as we get out to people, Lord, the message, that anybody's listening this very moment will understand. Jesus loves them, too. And He came in this world to die for them, too. Anybody that will turn their face to the Lord Jesus and say, Jesus, I believe you're God that the Bible talks about. Would you save my soul? He'll do it. And I ask somebody might in Jesus' name. Bless us as your people now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Shake hands with somebody, please. I'm on jump.